Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. If you'd like to call into our program today, use our toll-free number, 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. If you'd rather send an email, the address is leah at comebacktoyoursenses.com. Now, here's health and wellness specialist, Leah Brenda Smith. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith, and thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. If you are looking for me on the net, you can find me at Come Back to Your Senses Radio on Facebook and LeahBrendaSmith.com on my personal website. And I'm pleased today to bring you information and conversation and some tips, some guidance on how to you too can open and receive divine guidance. You know, just having access and and a direct connection to divine guidance, it might be a lot more common than really what you think. You know, times have really changed. And previously, these types of matters were thought maybe to belong solely to clergy or individuals who had dedicated their lives to prayer or to service, you know, in service of others. Yet, we've experienced such an influx of religious and spiritual and metaphysical and New Age practices. They've just become part of mainstream society. And as a result of that, more and more, you know, people are tuning to divine guidance for issues of daily life. And really, divine guidance is something that is available in every moment. You know, there's been a really big change, a real big shift, if you like, in awareness. And people have really acclimatized. And more and more people recognize that we are all spiritual beings. And that everything is energy. And that we can gain access to the energy of spirit, to divine energy, just by shifting our consciousness or a simple shift in our brainwave patterns, which we've talked about in in previous shows, that shift from the beta into the alpha type of brainwaves. 
So what might have really required uh, rigorous uh, rituals and procedures to accomplish has really become just more readily available and much easier to access. So people have become more conscious of the opportunity for spiritual growth and development. And with that type of shift in perception, people then have become also more aware of the opportunity for co-creative relationship with the divine. Co-creative, a partnership with the divine energies. And that can be applied to any aspect of life and, and anything you do, not just if you are involved with things that might be seen as more spiritual or more directly connected to helping professions. It can, you can draw upon divine guidance for everything and for anything. And I find that to be such great news. Because there's so much, there's so much guidance available to all of humanity and through so many means. You know, people speak about their individual guides or your higher self, guardian angels, spirit guides, loved ones that have passed on, animal guides, the archangels, the ascendant masters, you know, all of these energies and, and inspiration are forms of divine guidance. And there's so much more energy and information available to us um, about these types of things and about how to interface and be in partnership with these, if you like, unseen realms. And I also find that through proactive people are much more proactive. You know, they're more proactive about health and wellness choices and more proactive about daily spiritual practices. And generally, people are able to maintain a vibration that makes it possible to receive guidance simply by asking and then opening to receive. You know, the process can be simple which doesn't take away from the purity of the source or the purity of the message. And it doesn't mean that one is being irreverent. And divine guidance is knowledge. It's wisdom and it's guidance that comes to you from, from the divine source. You know, the divine source that exists within every cell within every particle of light. Now, everyone has the ability and equal opportunity to receive divine guidance at any moment. Now, there's so much that goes on around us that, that we perceive with our five senses, and then there's so much that goes on around us that we don't perceive with our five senses. You know, our world is infused with much more light than what our eyes discern. And there is always a vast amount of information and energy around us that we usually don't perceive. Yet all of this information is available to us. It's just really a matter of opening, opening yourself up so that you can perceive that which lies beyond your five senses. 
or your normal beta brainwave patterns. And that's often referred to really as the mundane level of existence. So developing your intuition it can awaken you to the unseen world. Now, clearly, everyone receives flashes of divine inspiration from time to time. Yet people maybe don't realize that that's really what they're receiving. And then also people commonly report that they don't know how to distinguish this kind of inspiration from their normal thoughts and emotions. Opening to receive divine guidance, it's a skill that you can develop through practice. And then this can open the door to higher dimensions of reality. This reminds me of a a quick email response that I got from a friend about uh, today's show topic. He wrote, uh, when I saw your show title, How to Receive Divine Guidance, my first thought was, you just opened the door. And you know, this is so true. Because we are created by divine design. And because of that, you are the door, or you are the doorway. So it just requires that openness within yourself. And I know that, you know, any, any person um, uh, that would engage with you in a conversation about divine guidance would have many experiences throughout their lives that they could report about times when they were clear that they were receiving divine guidance. And um, people could speak, some could speak about how it is they do that, and others would say uh, that they don't know, that it's just something that just comes to them or has come to them from time to time. And I've certainly gone through some periods of time in my life where I felt more closely associated with or more directly in partnership with divine guidance on a, on a more regular basis or through projects or or uh, things that I was working on, or um, experiences that I had. And as an example, through all the years when I was teaching Reiki consistently, I had a consistent uh, practice, Reiki practice and Reiki teaching, I felt very closely connected with that divine guidance. I, I had that sense, you know, when I would go into the classroom, that sense of just surrendering to the divine and and being open to receive the guidance to come through the teaching. And, and that certainly uh, is true in terms of doing any kinds of hands-on care, hands-on treating around the treatment table. In a previous show, I spoke about uh, receiving uh, healing art bone medicine, uh, which is something that I received that was a tremendous experience of co-creative partnership with with divine guidance and receiving that information over a six-week period one summer. And then also the development of the divine lineage of Reiki, which is certainly the guidance that came through me in terms of the way that I would proceed with the teaching and uh, help others to um, establish the foundation for their own daily spiritual practice of Reiki. And I certainly go through, from time to time, periods of doing what um, I learned uh, many years ago to refer to as angel loggings, um, or just uh, uh, writing, 
not not just specifically journal writing, but writing that is more for the express purpose of receiving divine guidance, and uh, is simply just asking, asking for the guidance, and certainly through my paintings and scrapbooking and writing music. There were times for me in earlier years where I would uh, have already gone to bed and I would start hearing something actually in my mind. I was hearing that guidance and I would get up and, and put the song together. And then definitely through all the years when I was very involved with doing palliative care and grief and bereavement supports for others, another example of experiences or a time frame in my life where I felt more directly connected with that sense of divine guidance on a, on a really regular basis like that in terms of the kind of work that I was doing or coaching sessions and counseling and even the sessions in the snoozling room, the multisensory environments where I would take people with developmental disabilities into the room for a session and, and often found that sense of divine guidance and that partnership working together to, to bring things that, that were for the highest good of the folks that I brought in the room. I've experienced that sense of connection also in terms of um, I used to write a column for a local newspaper. And then also in times where uh, as an example, my son had an accident with some dogs when he was younger, and there was lots of guidance around that in terms of recovery and, and how to be with the healing process. And also my own recovery from, from a brain injury a handful of years ago. So just giving you those types of examples to, to show times where where I've gone through that sense of having lots of guidance available or, or maybe drawing upon that guidance a lot of times in terms of um, caring for others or teaching others or supporting other people. I, I've certainly gone through my own um, experiences of, of um, I guess, being stubborn when it comes to myself sometimes in terms of asking for guidance or receiving guidance. We all have our our, um, I guess, our ebbs and flows in terms of that. And what I've really, really found is that really you can open to receive divine guidance for anything at any time, whether it's work-related or play, whether it's sports. You can ask for guidance about anything. Uh, as an example as well, in terms of um, a letting go of addictions or undesirable habits. And then also... You can ask for guidance in terms of cultivating new healthy habits. So there really isn't any realm. People ask for guidance for relationships. They ask for guidance in how to deal with family issues, with work issues, with mm, feeling like they're ready for a move or a change of pace or wanting to take on a, a, a new lifestyle choices or new career choices or any types of things like this. And then there's people also that are asking for guidance on a regular basis in terms of participating really in uh, tikkun olam, if you like, or repairing the world or, or helping others or, or being able to bring positive energy um, that will benefit more on more of a global scale and not just for yourself personally. So 
All of it is in the realm of possibility, and there is so much guidance available. I um, That reminds me of the conversation I had with a friend a few weeks ago about how available guidance is and how much guidance is available through so many different avenues and feeling like we're only really drawing upon a very small, small percentage. So it's good to... Uh, it's good to talk about divine guidance and how we can open to receive it and access that and encourage myself and others to to open up to the possibility of coming into a deeper, more connected relationship with divine guidance. You know, there are really, you could think of it in terms of the way that guidance um, uh communicates with you. No, I already spoke about through your higher self or spiritual guides or power animals or, you know, your deceased loved ones. And that all of those are available forms of support and resources for us. And really that the divine energies communicate with you through four primary, if you like, psychic senses. Through clairvoyance, clairaudience, clear cognizance, and clear sentience. And really, enlisting the help of spirit and divine messengers, it can be as easy as calling out to them. You know, asking for the divine guidance is the first step, and then you need to open to receive the messages or the insight. So I'm just going to give you a, a brief description here um, from um, uh, Doreen Virtue on the four ways that divine guidance can communicate with you, just so that you have some familiarity with them, and those terms maybe are new for you. So clairvoyance means the clear vision or clear sight. And examples include psychic visions through your third eye, images in your mind's eye, and symbolic dreams. Um, clairvoyant messages can also be received in physical reality by as an example, seeing repetitive numbers or images of angels or power animals, book titles, or sometimes even literally seeing seeing a sign, either seeing a sign that says stop or says go, if you've just asked a question about the direction of your life. So that's clairvoyance, which means clear vision or sight. And then another way is through clairaudience, which means clear hearing. And examples of that include hearing what you could say a disembodied voice, oftentimes in one ear in particular. Or clairaudient messages can also be heard as a repetitive word or phrase or even a, a song. And they may come to you at a point in your life when you really needed to hear exactly what was being communicated. And then also ringing or static or even a high-frequency sound can indicate a spiritual communication and communication with the divine as well. And um, I uh, read something on Facebook from a friend recently who said he had a beautiful dream where he was actually hearing the celestial choir, so uh, the celestial orchestra, and sometimes people are hearing things like that inside. So clairaudience means clear hearing, and you can hear a message clearly. It can come in very clear words. So you had images, clairvoyance, 
clear audience, clear hearing, and they're in clear cognizance, which means a clear knowing. And examples of that can include just a sudden sense of clarity or insight, where you, all of a sudden you know facts about a situation. Or we have those gut instinct uh, revelations or intuitive wisdom that's also a form of clear cognizance or divine guidance. And that can often come uh, to you uh, just out of the blue or come to you as a response to a need that's going on around you at the time where there's information that's needed and you are uh, open and you receive the information, you receive the knowledge of what's needed. So that's clear cognizance, clear knowing. And then the fourth one we're focusing on is clear sentience, which means clear feeling. And examples of this involve that sense of both physical touch and emotional feelings. So it could be a subtle tickling sensation or a change in temperature that can indicate a spiritual presence. Or the ability to discern is something that you can really feel energetic blockages. And this can also be seen as a sign of clairsentience. You know, people around the treatment table who are doing energy work um, are often aware of things like that. And then when you have a good or a bad feeling about a particular circumstance or situation, your guides may be trying to reach you through that sense of clairsentience. Well, those are just four of the main, um, if you like, psychic senses um, through which divine guidance um, communicates with you. So the clairvoyance, clear vision or sight, clear audience, clear hearing, clear cognizance, clear knowing, and clear sentience, clear feeling. So that can be helpful for you when you kind of makes things a little more concrete in a sense of understanding or getting a sense of how it is that the, the divine may communicate with you. Now, be, it's good to, to remember that messages from your higher self, messages from the divine or from spiritual guides will always be supportive and encouraging. The information, the energy, the way you feel, it'll always be healthy and it'll always be positive. Well, now, from time to time, your guides or your angels may challenge you to learn and to grow so that you can evolve and follow more closely your life purpose. But even with that, things that are divinely guided and the insights and the energy it will never take you into a situation of harm for yourself or for other people. It will always be positive and affirming and supportive and encouraging. So I want to just give you some examples or take you through some steps or things that you can follow. Some of you may be quite new to the idea of opening up to receive d divine guidance and and others may be quite versed with the subject already. But there are some simple things that you can do. As an example, just finding a quiet space where you won't be disturbed. 
and just let yourself go into a state of deep relaxation. Now, it would be similar to what you'd experience during meditation or during prayer. And then once you're relaxed, you can, if you like, open your doorway to the divine. And the way that you do this is just simply to ask to receive. So, for example, you could state something simple, like you could say, I am open to receive guidance from the divine. can be very simple. So that would be a general uh, openness, statement of openness. And then in your mind, you could ask a question that you would like guidance about. So... Go into a state of relaxation in a quiet place where you won't be disturbed. Then you're relaxed, open your doorway, ask to receive, affirm that you are open to receive, and then ask the question that you're wanting guidance about. And then just wait for the answer. So you'll receive the information through one of your psychic senses. So you may see images in your mind, the clairvoyance, or you may see and or hear spirit guides or angels, that's the clairvoyance and the clairaudience, or there may be words in your inner mind's ear, that would be the clairaudience, or you may have feelings or emotions, which would be the clairsentience. And often you'll receive the answer right then when you're sitting in your quiet time, in your state of relaxation. And then sometimes the answer may come later or you may find that you may get a little bit of information when you're actually sitting and then later on more information may come. You know, the the information is subtle and it's often symbolic. Let me just use an example of that. If you're asking really about a specific relationship as an example and wondering whether or not it's a healthy relationship or not, and you see an image of, um, let's say, of an, a lemon in your mind's eye, or you um, can see the word lemon in your mind, or you hear it spoken in your mind's ear, if you like, then that would be a symbol. The lemon is a symbol, and you might understand from that that the relationship is a lemon, or in other words, it's sour, or it's not healthy for you, or you may be going through a time where the relationship isn't healthy. So that's an example of the being aware of the symbolism. And then when you feel that you've received the information, and you can take as much time as you need or as much time as you have to do that, and then you would just always give thanks for what you've received, and then you could just slowly allow yourself to come out of that deeper state of relaxation and open your eyes. And afterwards you may continue to feel very relaxed and connected to higher vibrations. So you might receive information a little bit at a time, and then you can just do that little process any time that you want to ask, either about the same thing. You can ask about the same thing several times and may receive a little bit of information every time, or you may have a, a, a big project or a big um, uh, lifestyle change or something coming along or wanting to, to make a big change, and so you may want to take time and do this over a period of time to get a big picture of 
and a complete answer. You know, that would give you an opportunity really to flesh out all the details about what you're opening to the divine for guidance about. And then certainly, if you follow the guidance that you receive, I really encourage that. You know, the more, the more that you trust and act on divine guidance, the easier it will be to attune yourself to the, to the flow of the energies. And then each time that you experience a direct connection with the divine, you are enhanced. You know, your heart opens, your mind and your emotions come into balance, your body relaxes, and you're filled with um, that uh, unconditional love and comfort that comes from communing with source energy. And you don't need to have a particular question that you're asking about. You can just um, go into a quiet time and just to receive guidance, even if it's not specific to something. Sometimes it's like that. And other times the questions are very, very specific. And then I just want to share with you a few affirmations that um, Doreen Virtue gives us also in terms of... uh, Um, ways that can help you um, with your connection with the divine. And the first one is, my channels for receiving divine guidance are open and clear. I love gaining insight from my spirit guides. Loving white light fills my chakras now and opens my body, mind, heart, and soul to higher wisdom. I have profound clairvoyant and clairaudience abilities. There's just some examples of some affirmations you can use if you're inclined to do so. You know, the source really of existence, the source, the source, source energy It expresses through humanity. It expresses in your core. And really, you always know what's right. You always know what's loving and what is the highest and the best. And instant guidance for right thought and right action, it's always available. Even though we don't always connect with it, it is always there. But sometimes our focus is in another place. And really the primary, if you like, the primary obstacle to accessing divine guidance is that mistaken sense that we're separate from source energy in some way. So if you're really approaching and uh, wanting to, uh, really approaching or looking for divine guidance, yet you're um, uh, holding on to your ego-based identity, then really that sets up the barrier to receiving what you're looking for. So if you want to be affected uh, really in the experience of receiving divine guidance, then you must be able to search within your own consciousness and not that sense of seeking outside of yourself. Now ultimately, higher guidance communicates to you from within. So when your awareness is identified with the ego, then there are some obstacles 
to receiving the guidance. So I'm going to just give you a few examples just to be mindful of that can, can help you on your, on your path with this. So sometimes you might have an attachment to a particular outcome or an aversion, if you like, to another type of an outcome. So if you are mentally holding on to what you want or mentally trying to reject what you don't want or you think is undesirable, then you're not really open. And this can really impede the flow of guidance into you. So really the best approach is to be completely willing to be guided to a new outcome, to come to the experience in an open way. Because really the idea here is that you can't experience guidance when you're not really open to it. And then another uh, area to be mindful of is egotism or an exaggerated sense of self-importance. It's another obstacle to receiving uh, guidance. So if you're motivated by egotism in your search for guidance, then you already think that you know what's best and are generally just looking for confirmation of your predetermined ideas. So that's different than if you have an idea of something and you want to um, open to ask guidance if, if the idea that you're sensing is a good approach or not and do that in an open way. That's different than coming from an ego place with it. And then another obstacle could be fear or lack of courage to, to change, to make changes. So, you know, when we're fearful or we're worried, this produces a restlessness in our thoughts and in our energy, and that can really cloud your mental field. I certainly know how to do that, and we all come across those times from time to time and do our best to, to wade through those times in life. And, but this can really confuse, can be confusing really to those, you know, the subtle perceptions of inner wisdom that comes to us. So really to be successful with receiving the inner guidance, you need to be able to let those types of thoughts or just let your thoughts really diminish and slow down and become quieter so that your mental field can become clear. And always, you know, the, sometimes the biggest obstacle for people is, is to have the courage to make the necessary changes. Sometimes we receive the guidance, we know what to we know what to do, we get a sense or we have a sense of what's the right decision to make or what direction to move in, yet we don't always have the courage to make the necessary changes. So you could ask for guidance around that, of how you could shift that so that you can feel that sense of being able to embrace change. And then another obstacle is impatience. Now, even though inner guidance can occur instantly, as soon as you really shift into higher consciousness, it can take a little bit of time and practice to experience a, a level of clear knowing and to have a sense of trusting that clear knowing. You know, it's good to, to assume that the guidance is already there and is already giving. And then just wait with an openness until you become more inwardly focused so that you can hear the, the message. No, divine guidance is always healing and, and it can change your life. And 
divine guidance always knows the wisest approach for you to follow. And at times we get off track when we're not accessing the guidance. You know, sometimes people's hearts are afraid or blocked and so guidance can't come through. And sometimes when the guidance does come through, the mind disbelieves or discredits it, discredits the inspiration. But it's good to know divine guidance always comes from the purity of your heart. It comes from the place where you and the divine are one. And when you are in that space, then guidance can come freely to enrich your life. Because the purpose, really, of divine guidance is to bring you closer to oneness with all things. And at times, people move far away from their divine roots, and they get lost in small thoughts from the mind, and get lost in fears. But when we return to the truth of who we are by coming back into contact with divine source, then that always reminds us that we do have access. We do have that opportunity to connect directly with the divine. And the divine can help you, actually, to make contact with that divine voice inside of you. Right? That voice is not outside of you, it's within you. It's within your heart, and it's always available. It's always ready to give you the knowledge and the direction and the support that you need. Now, we often ignore the direct contact, and then that gives us the illusion that divine guidance seems difficult to achieve or difficult to receive. You know, that, that mind that's confused or fearful can block your access to divine guidance. Yet, through focus and practice, you can free up that connection. So I just want to give you some uh, tips here that can help you to make a distinction between divine guidance and ego-based thoughts or fear, because sometimes people say that that's their biggest obstacle, is they don't know how can I tell the difference between is it just my mind or is it actually guidance or is it my ego. So I'll give you some information about that. So divine guidance always comes from a place of love, whereas the ego can give the fear and confusion. Divine guidance is always uplifting and gives you a feeling of empowerment, whereas ego can disempower you. Divine guidance assures that you are, assures you that you are a spiritual being. And then your ego can convince you that you're helpless or you're not good enough. Divine guidance can help you to manifest your heart's truest desires. And your ego can block you or tell you that you'll never get what you want. Divine guidance focuses on your strengths and helps you apply your gifts, whereas ego plays on your weaknesses and your fears and can discount your strengths and your accomplishments. Divine guidance always gives you positive feedback and lovingly helps you when, you're, when it's needed. Whereas the ego tends to be more critical and it can make generalized, unproductive criticisms. Divine guidance will help you improve areas of your life by giving you achievable step-by-step -step instructions. Whereas the ego can give you 
disjointed thoughts and emotions. So instead of helping you take manageable steps, your ego can, you know, stop you with fear, kind of that all or nothing kind of approach. Divine guidance is often very simple. Yet ego tries to make things seem complicated and more complex. And divine guidance has its own time. Now, it may set gentle guidelines, but the focus is on taking step after step. So, it really is about moving you in the direction that you're going. Whereas the ego can set artificial timelines and says that you failed if you don't meet them. And may try to convince you even to give up on your goal. It's good. Divine guidance always has a peaceful, positive energy or feeling. Whereas the ego can drain you and fill you with with fear and fill you with negativity. So there's lots of lots of good information, lots of good indication there to be able to tell the difference between the two. You know, divine guidance often comes from a place of love and peace and service, and it can prompt you to take actions that will also serve others. Whereas the ego has this, it's all about me kind of attitude and doesn't care really how your actions may affect other people. So this gives you an idea. You know, divine guidance is always about love and ego is fear-based. And you know, our, our receptivity to inner guidance really, really best, it's really in par with our ability to really relax deeply or to meditate or to access our own innate inner wisdom and wholeness, that sense of well-being. I'll just give you some guidelines here about um, uh, things that are supportive that will help you to become more receptive to guidance. So surrender, right? It's essential to surrender that belief that you're separate from source. And willingness, a willingness to receive the divine guidance requires us to be fully open to change, to be curious about the good, to be willing to inquire into what is really true and to align with your life purpose, and trust. Guidance comes most easily when you expect it or when we trust that it's already present. And our part really is just to improve our listening skills and to affirm, really, that we have the capacity to know what's true when it's revealed and when we experience it for ourselves. And contentment. You know, the ability to be patient and to be content with the way things are while we open ourselves to new possibilities, that can really help to keep your mental field calm and receptive to new inspiration. And there's always that steady practice, that sense of steady practice. You know, when we meditate daily or we go through frequent, we frequent uh, a relaxed state. And we use wisdom to really inquire about right action and open ourselves to new insights. Then we become more familiar with accessing our own inner resources. And then guidance can arise more quickly. You know, our ability to be discerning also improves. 
And when you when you decide that you want to live in harmony with divine guidance and develop the necessary openness to receive it, then we are always supported by divine grace. And what you need will come to you as you need it. Now, and with that openness and that sense of partnership with divine guidance, there can be a sense of, of kind of an infusion with inner peace, a, a sense of belonging, if you like, or a greater sense of, of relaxation to know that you, that you are guided. Here's some powerful ideas from uh, Roy Eugene Davis's book, uh, A Master Guide to Meditation. He says, only the habit of mind-body identification keeps us from awareness of omnipresence. We are, as spiritual beings, as omnipresent as God is omnipresent. Omnipresence can be reclaimed by contemplative meditation and spontaneous episodes of cosmic consciousness which may unfold at any time. So every soul eventually has awareness restored to absolute freedom because the innate urge to realize it and the contributing influence of evolution and grace. So there's some pretty big ideas there from Roy Eugene but really, remember that one of the keys to receiving divine guidance really is knowing that divine guidance is available to you at all times. So your willingness to receive opens you up to hearing the guidance in a way that you can understand. So if you're wondering how you can know if it's truly a message from the divine, again, the messages are always loving and leave you feeling uplifted and at peace. So again, just some tips on how to get started. You can just start by centering yourself. You can take a few deep breaths, slow breaths, and just mentally surrender all of your worries or concerns to the divine. And then this infinite, if you like, this loving power can handle and organize everything much better than you can. So just let go and allow peace to enter you. You know, it can be helpful. Take some deep breaths and mentally release each concern one at a time as they come into your mind. It's often said that there's no problem that's too big or too small for the divine. And then just ask for and intend to receive the guidance that's for your highest good. You can do this mentally. You can do it uh, through writing. Or you can do it out loud in the form of prayer. Just use whichever method feels right for you. You can sit quietly and focus on your breathing and feel the inspired ideas of divine guidance as they come into you. You know, and for people that maybe have more of an active mind or who want something tangible uh, afterwards you could, um, that you can reference, then you might want to write in a journal. And you can just begin by writing any question that you may have and then write whatever comes into your mind. I mean, obviously, you don't have to worry about, you know, correct writing or spelling your punctuation. Just let the thoughts flow out in a, in a stream of consciousness. So if you find, really, that you you're feel blocked, then it could be just because you're judging the process. So you could 
go back to centering yourself again and ask for help in letting go of the need to control or judge the experience. And you want to pay extra attention to the signs around you, you know, or, or what you're hearing that song on the radio, or are you having recurring thoughts about someone or something? And trust that the answers will come and be willing to receive them. And then always, you know, just to give thanks for the messages after you receive them. Be grateful for that divine assistance because it will help you to receive divine guidance more easily in the future. Yeah, so that's more a, of a sense of a more formalized approach, really, or formalized way of accessing guidance. And it's good in the beginning if you're new to this and you're wanting to get into a practice or start to feel the ease at which you can um, have access to divine guidance. But people are doing that all the time, and it can just take a moment. You can just be in the middle of an activity or the middle of a task and you're feeling you have a question about something, you're wanting some help or support with something, or you're not sure how to approach something, and you can just ask inside and within a blink or a breath or a heartbeat, an answer may come to you. So I want to also give that sense of that this is something that's available all the time and doesn't need a procedure or something that's more formalized. Yet in the beginning, as with any practice, it's a great way to get you started and get you going. And then obviously, um, for deeper things, you want to take more time. If it's something just in the moment, it's easy to just grab access to something. So there's no one right way that you need to do this. It's really knowing that it's available all the time. That's always there. You want to listen to your heart and listen with your heart. And just know that, you know, when, when people or places or tasks or things pop into your mind, that it's good then to take the action. You know, go ahead and call that person when the thought comes into your mind. Or go to that place, go visit the place that you keep thinking about. And when you follow, you know, the, each step that guidance reveals to you, then, you know, the people and the places and the things and the inspiration that you need it will just appear in your life and you'll be given more guidance. So with each step, you'll be shown more of the path. And then the, if you like, the d divine design, if you like, for your own life will become clearer and clearer to you just in the moment just as you follow it so it's a kind of one of those things that the more you use it the more that will be available to you and you can create whatever kind of a practice um, whatever kind of a practice that you feel is appropriate for you for who you are for what you do in your life for what your goals are and for Whatever it is that feels comfortable for you. For some people, it's a regular daily practice that is formalized. They take time through writing or through sitting or through affirmation and prayer every day to make a connection with the divine. Some people, they wouldn't think of being involved with counseling or coaching or any kinds of hands-on treatment or therapeutic process without opening and welcoming and affirming that they are 
doing things for the highest good of the other person and that they're drawing on the energy of divine guidance in order to proceed forward. So divine guidance is available to everybody equally. And it is a personal, private relationship. And sometimes people keep what they receive in terms of guidance to themselves. And other times in other situations, depending on what it is you do in your life, it may be that you're also receiving guidance that then you're sharing with other people. You can use divine guidance for anything. You can ask for help with anything. You can ask for help in how to help other people, in how to help yourself. As I mentioned earlier, in how to let go of habits that aren't serving you and in how to create and cultivate good, healthy habits that you know that you want for yourself. There's no limits and there's no bounds and it's something that grows with you. I mean, we've heard all through time, through every time in every part of history where people have attributed to divine guidance to too many inventions, creations, art, science, medicine. And there is no limit to what is available. It just is a question of opening in yourself, tuning in yourself, and asking for the guidance. Some people would say they never leave home without it. It's something that's always there and ever-present for them. So we want to remember that, that making a direct connection with the divine and receiving guidance, information, and comfort is available to everyone at every time. And divine guidance can take on many forms, and it can communicate to you through many ordinary events that occur in daily life, like the messages in the lyrics from a song on the radio, or an article that you read, or a spontaneous encounter with a stranger. Or you may have a very positive, loving feeling from a dream that could be giving you a message. Or you may have an uneasy feeling from a dream that could be encouraging you to be cautious about something or to take more care with something or to go more slowly. Or it could just be a flash of inspiration while you're daydreaming. Or it could be a flash of inspiration while you're in the middle of a task that you, that you need help with. It could be a message in your journal writing. It could be something your child says to you. It can come in any way. It can come through any form. And it will come in a way that makes sense to you. And people would suggest that divine guidance is directly connected. What comes is directly connected to your willingness to open and receive. So remember that the messages from the divine are always uplifting, always encouraging and loving, and the information will always leave you feeling at peace. So all of these elements can assure you that the information is divinely inspired. 
So remember, the primary obstacle to accessing divine guidance is that mistaken idea that you are somehow separate from the divine. And through frequent states of deep relaxation and regular practice, you can develop your your own intuitive muscle and improve your ability to open yourself to receive divine guidance. It is as simple as that. And even though it is simple and available to everybody all the time, it doesn't mean that you're being irreverent if you think that divine guidance is available there in a moment just from your asking, because that is a great gift from the divine. It has been a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you about divine guidance today. I am your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda Smith, and thanks for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Until next time, I encourage you to relax and enjoy life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.